0: Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Monday morning, breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. It may be salty, Brandy, today after the World Club Challenge yesterday morning. Brandy not alone in blowing up about some outrageous decisions, which we will talk about this morning, quite obviously, one of the big sporting events of the weekend. Great to have you company on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. And for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM In Brisbane, Paddington Hills will be along from 6am Queensland time on A Queensland Perspective. Well done, Les Kiss. Uh, Queensland beating the New South Wales Waratahs opening game of uh, Super Rugby for those two clubs. uh, The first weekend of it. And Les Kiss, who we had on the show a few weeks ago. An old kangaroo teammate of yours, Brandy. So much sport. So many people listening in on the SEN app, wherever they're listening in the world. We may even have a Wiganer listing this morning. Wouldn't that be good to get a a Wiganer on to rub it in? Brandy, how you doing? Yes. Andrew, I'm well. I'm well. I
2: got up uh, ready. I thought. Uh, I thought, you know, with how serious Penrith were taking this, the fact that they hadn't won a World Club, uh, World Club Challenge title, um, I was I was pretty confident. They were. They came into the game short price favourites. Um, Wigan were up for the challenge, which you knew they would be in front of a sold out DW Stadium. The video referee performance. Um, especially in the second half with the awarding of the Jake Wardle try, was the worst I've ever seen. The worst video referee decision I've ever seen. He had the temerity to say there is insufficient evidence to change the on-field decision.
0: Well, I think we can go to the audio of that. Let's just relive the uh, moment if we can.
1: Now it's Smith, gets it away to field,
3: stabs a kick in behind, gathered by Wigan, can they ground it? Oh, inches away, did they
0: get it over the line? Referee might feet to check this, how wide is that white line? I've got a live
3: call to try, I, I have insufficient evidence to overturn the live call. I'm not the every angle I need, I've made my decision.
0: A huge moment in this game.
2: Well, there we go, and I, I can't remember what the commentators did say after that because I was still I was still in shock uh, with the video referee saying that there was insufficient evidence to overturn what the referee decided was a try. Now he was a foot short. he, he was a foot short of the try line. That's I don't, right. So a, I don't think you could get a I, Vossi, I don't think you could get a better camera angle to make a decision on that
0: incident. Yet he well, he had to say sufficient evidence, of, evidence to say double movement, then, didn't he? W- wasn't there sufficient evidence to say double movement that the ball then got to the line after being grounded uh, short, like a foot short of the line? One hundred percent. One
2: hundred percent. There was well because the tackle was over. Once he was halted, the ball stopped. He was on the ball was on the ground. That was the end of play. And then he just sort of pushed it forward.
3: <laughs> and,
0: oh, oh, God. What? oh, I'm. Th- Look, I'm I have, look, in the rule book, just so everyone knows, in the rule book, there are still things written there that were first written in 1908. And I mm. think you go all the way back, the referee does not have to be cited to award a water try. Now, that, that is pre even television cameras, mobile phones, videos, all the rest. It shouldn't exist anymore. The referee cannot take a guess anymore given that we have this system, that we go back to the original decision. And you watch where referee Moore is standing for that try. no, It's idea. the other side of it. There's no way he know, Like, he doesn't know. So it's a guess sending it upstairs a try. It's a guess. Now, yeah, that, we, that ruins the process for mine. Corrupts yeah, it. But we, we see that in the NRL. We see referees guessing
2: where, where they have yeah. no idea... Now, we, we've been through this. We went through this 10 years ago where we used to go straight to the video referee and then come down and say, Ref, refs call. Remember? We used mm. to do that. Would you Do you think that is a better process than the referee just rolling the dice and saying, well, I think that's a
0: try, but I've You well, definitely no can't. Idea. Definitely can't send it upstairs with a decision when you just don't know. That's, mm. that's, just, that's throwing darts. That's just having yep. a stab. So, and that problem was highlighted there. So if you want to have your say. Now, look, there's even more incentive to have your say on the program. The open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Brandy, big announcement. Have we got a marching band or something to accompany this announcement this well, morning? Well, we should have. We should have. Da- <laughs> we Dan's should have got- in studio.
2: Lieutenant Dan has some music to, to, to build Surely, up. I'm sure he does.
0: Something grand. What about the yes. it, that's not done about a, oh, a bit of drum roll? That's a bit naff. Can't that's we have we like the, the theme song from Tradies News in a nutshell? Can't we have the music like high hopes like that? looks. it's got trumpets and things there. Okay. Oh, no, okay, here we go. Mm, things we are, are, working are pleased great. to announce the launch of our Club Med Caller of the Year. One of you will win a family trip for four to Bali worth nearly $10,000. Anyone who calls us will be in the running. All you have to do is call 1300 01 11 70 and have your say on the show. The wow. weekly Club Med core of the week goes into the draw. Uh, need to get away? Choose Club Med premium all-inclusive holidays. Visit Club Med online or your local travel agent. Brandy, that is a heck of a price. A a it certainly is. it It deserved it deserved
2: better than just the drum roll. But Dan's <laughs> still searching yeah, for a little true. bit of music to go with it. That is a great prize. So
0: there we go. I, there we go. I've got high hopes of winning. That's what the that's what people are saying. Just for talking to us, Brandy. For talking to us, get on the phone right now one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You may as well be the first in the draw to win the prize, and the prize is massive. The club med caller of the year.
2: Uh, now, you fly out to Vegas tomorrow morning. Just, yes. just let, let's just talk a little bit about the Vegas trip. Um, you're on a plane tomorrow with the Fox League crew. Um, and who else? Because I, I, someone told me while I was in at Fox yesterday that they're still advertising for anyone. Anyone want to join the plane? Just pay whatever. I don't, I don't is I it, understand that. I, is I it open, I to the, open
0: to the public? Every, everyone's, it's just a, a free-for-all type plane. I tell you what, I did learn, Brandy. Um, and yes, I will. I will respond to your because <laughs> I'm i a bit in the dark about that. I'm not quite sure if that's on the exact same plane. But what I did learn, and it's common work practice, is that there are limits on how many people from one establishment can be on one plane. So the rules at Fox, and Fox is sending you know any number of people over, production staff and all of that. I think it's capped that you can only have twelve or fourteen of you on the one plane that you have to spread. And that is work practice. So it is, I, I mean, I'm not being dramatic, but you mm. you can't send a plane over of um 40 or 50 on the one plane from the one organization. There is a right. a number limit so that if something was to happen, you don't lose all your executive staff. Like if a plane went down, you don't lose all your executive staff. They're on multiple flights. Is that, is that, is that right? Is that how that happened with the players going over as well? They don't, like I know South went over in a few loads. Did all the teams go over in, in different d- in, loads? of in split their uh, planes? And, yeah, I don't know. I, I did hear I, that Man, Manly did.
2: Manly definitely flew. Some flew the day before others. Um, so anyway, okay. So you're off to Vegas tomorrow. So the, yep. the, the reason I brought that up is because mm. you're running out of time. You've been putting off, putting off, putting off. Oh. Um, you've got to release your eight today. You 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 must. You, this is it because the comp got starts drum next roll, weekend. Got
0: that drum roll, Dan?
2: <laughs> and what are you ready to? Pick? No, save it for after after seven. We don't want. Well, you that's to... what the
0: drum roll's for. That was the drum roll because I was going to say I'm going to save it for after seven. Oh, okay. It's going to yeah. be the announcement. Yeah. There we go. Drum roll. That is. Uh, do you want to pick a daly M. Rookie? Yep. You got all I'll that. i picked a the top try scorer.
2: Top try scorer. Well. So did I? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think
0: so. daly M. Top try scorer. Giddy up, giddy up! Now you've got a you've got a uh, Taylor Swift story. Now I didn't know because you you basled Taylor Swift, so the better half went to Taylor Swift. And you, Taylor Swift on Friday night, wasn't it? Uh, but you have a Taylor Swift story. Let's hear it. Well,
2: well, it's not really a story. I, I was just discussing with you what what happened after we left each other on Friday night. Yep. Uh, after we called that uh, South Roosters game. You know, at Belmore, where mm. it was, I walked into the stadium at about 4.30 in the afternoon, uh, Belmore. Had, hadn't yeah. been there for a while. And <clears throat> it was 38 degrees. And someone said to me, where else would you rather be in the world? And I said, England, please. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Belmore, Belmore was horrible at 4.30 in the afternoon. Thank God a uh, southerly swept through and cooled down the players and the mm. and, and the people that turned up. To watch the footy, but um, I left at about quarter past ten, jumped in the car, and I had to. I was on uh, pick up duties, pick up duties at uh, Accor Stadium, and uh, I, I I ran that Uber. well. But yeah, I was the Uber, and the Uber had to make a trip to Penrith after after um, uh, which I found out when I got to Accor. Do we mind just driving out to Penrith? We need to drop someone off. That's so, a good trip. So Bellemore. I got back to
0: Coleroy Bellemore. at Core. two.
3: About two ish. Wow, that's a trip.
0: Yeah. Um, how close could you get? It's a long trip. That's a long night out for someone who didn't yeah. go to the concert. Um, no. How how hard was it around the precinct? Like, how crowded was you know it? Like, they've been saying four Olympics, like, it's having the Olympics four days in a row. Mm. And again, it's on tonight. The last show's on tonight. A Monday night, school night. Yeah, four nights in a row. Day. That's right. Uh, I, I had a bit of a
2: plan, and I thought I'd, I'd sort of thought about it instead of just joining the queue of cars, I ducked in there because the concert didn't finish till eleven, so I sort of got there pretty quickly. I uh, yep. ducked into the first street, go into the go into the precinct, turn left immediately. Little little late little street. Oh, that's one right. that goes around the tennis courts. Correct. Ah, yes. Yes, I parked yes, there, yes, yes. waited for the phone call, finish. Uh, made the uh, oh. made tan walk to a set of lights along Australia oh. Avenue. Bang. Matt Well done, pretty
0: nice lot, but man, still don't get home
2: till 2am. <laughs> no, still... well, it's the, just the master Penrith. plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, master... Yeah. Oh, the look, plan didn't include
0: Penrith, but... Uh, I'd love, we, we want to hear from people who have been to Taylor Swift over the weekend. The Taylor Swift experience, um, apparently it's been incredible. Uh, and, and pretty amazing how they do it, really. Back up four nights in a row for such a big concert. But if mm. you've been... Share your story with us, and, and then you go in the call up in with the club Med price. So why not tell us? Get on the phone, one 1170 What about our guest today? Smithy's coming on. Ian Smith, uh, great cricket analyst, good fun as well, and uh, member of the Senz team. Um, but uh, Smithy will come on the show. Stacey Jones on the show today. That is so we crossing to royalty. Mm. Ian Smith and Stacey Jones together. Couple of mm. Kiwis on the program this morning. Michelle Bishop also coming on the program with sport. Um, of all, the, look, because over the weekend it's easy to uh, take your eye off the ball, pardon the pun. But yes, Super Rugby did kick off uh, the A League. You've still got all three Sydney clubs and the Central Coast Mariners in the top six, which is good. And uh, just around the corner, the NBL playoffs, or play-in, I think they're calling it, getting underway Wednesday night. Go the Illawarra Hawks! Get it up, get it up, get it up. Yeah, well, one of the best things
2: that happened over the weekend, Vossi, was uh, Jordan Thompson. Jordan Thompson, 29 years old, a uh, bit of a journeyman um, in terms of Australian tennis, won his first ATP Tour um, event. He beat Casper uh, Ruud in the final. He beat Alexander Zverev in the semi-final. Mm. Uh, in the in the in the quarterfinals, he was down six love, four one, and ended up winning. O six, seven six seven five. Amazing. Down six love four one. The best of three sets. Down in Mexico. It, yeah, so won a
0: tournament in Mexico. Good story. Really uh, good story over the weekend. We have lots of wash up from the Rugby League Preseason Challenge over the weekend, beside the World Club Challenge, but. um Brandy and I covering football right over the weekend with Fox League. I've called three of the matches over the weekend. Lots of impressions that want to pass on and discuss about players, the haves, the have-nots, the promising, the maybes uh, out of the weekend. You can share your opinion on those matches as well. If a player's caught your eye or a team, maybe you've upped your uh, estimation or perhaps you've lowered your expectations, Tigers fans. Uh, let us know. Dragons fans, a lot happier this week. Uh one three hundred, oh one eleven seventy. Of course you can text us as well. Brandy, who are we here for? We're here for Bryden's lawyers, I would of I would course say Andrew. Mm. Yes.
2: Unaable Unable to work, to work due to
0: injury or illness, you contact Bryden's lawyers. Exactly right. So give us a call right now. One three hundred O one eleven seventy. The open line is all yours. Get in the running for the club med caller of the year for your chance to win a trip to Bali worth almost $10,000. All of your thoughts in just a moment right here on the Home of Sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Last ball of the game. Chapman swings, misses, so to Wade, and the ball goes down to the boundary for four runs. New Zealand fall a long way short of the required standard in this game, in this series, particularly in Auckland. Australia flexing over the last two games it was tight in game one not so in games two and here in game three yes well Australia beat New Zealand when you win rub it in Smithy welcome to the program <laughs> thanks fellas yeah um, took the, a great morning to ring me didn't you uh, yeah. <laughs> <that's insane. laughs>
3: that is it is demoralising. To be to be honest, I you know I mean we we will say over here like we didn't have Williamson because he's our steady the ship guy and we didn't have we didn't have Mitchell and we lost another couple of players due to injury. But you guys yesterday you didn't play Marsh, you didn't play Warner, you didn't play Cummins, Hazelwood, and Stoyness hasn't been a part of the series. I mean, so there'll be no argument as far as I'm concerned in that both sides are perhaps not at their best, but ours way below standard. Bearing in mind that we've got a World Cup, what now three months away? It is literally now. If um, that's our our dress rehearsal, I'm a very worried man. Oh, Smitty, don't be too. dead. Yeah, it, it was a ten over game. It was like we
2: was cut in half, like 2020 short enough. It was, oh. it was 10-10, and and game one was was a cracking game. Like you know, you, you all but had it. So it's not. It's not yeah. doom and gloom, and and you know it's it's not Penrith being stitched up by
3: referees and and video referees. It's, you know, it's no, I was just going to say, say Brandy. Uh, being a long-term Wigan fan, way <laughs> way way back when Graham Lowe was part of the outfit, yeah, I mean, does. I thought that's why you were calling. <laughs>
2: uh, well, anyway, we can look forward to the test matches, which get underway this week, and you'll be uh, you'll be in action there. You you and I I, I yep. think they're going to be. I'm I'm. I'm interested. I've I've been watching. I watched that first 2020, and I'll be watching the test matches because I love it when New Zealand play Australia.
3: Look, I, I'm looking forward to it because it's been eight years since we've hosted you guys. Last time we we're here, Adam Voges got a double hundred at the Basin Reserve. That's how long ago it was. So, uh, look, I, I kind of feel when we're a, a decent, full strength unit, we're going to be competitive. Um, But, you know, I've been in Australia the last two to three summers and I can't get out of my head the consistency uh, that you guys have in your bowling in particular. I mean, the the best bowling attack in the world, without doubt, which has got all four of its components with over 250 test wickets bowling at the same time. I mean, that's the thing that worries me. So what kind of pitch do we prepare over here or can we try to prepare over here? Uh, to negate this, and and uh, we can't really because you've got the lion factor, which is which is always so prevalent. What what I would do if I was a, the curator at the Basin Reserve or the, the coach of New Zealand, and art is just take a gamble. I'd prefer a dirty green wicket, which is which hopefully I didn't have too much pace, but had a lot of sideways movement. It'll be windy at the Basin at least two of the, two of the days out of five, maybe three and I just hope that our seamers can get the uh, accuracy and take you on in that department. That, that's what I would do. Similar to about oh, 10, 12 years ago when um, you guys prepared a real green seamer at Bell Reeve and we got up and won there. That,
0: that's what I'd be doing. Oh, nice. Hey, Smithy, um, we haven't had a chance to ask you. See Steve Smith opening in the Australian side. What's your thoughts there? Hmm. Far from settled. Uh, from I mean, it's asking a guy who's... So
3: cemented in one role to turn around and do another one so you can make room for another bloke in the side who's not cemented either. And therein lies the the underbelly, I think, for Australia at the moment. I I think Cameron Green might struggle in our conditions if we get the ball to move a bit. Uh, He's a big front foot player. He plants that front foot down and then follows the ball. And I I think in New Zealand, that's a really dangerous thing. So with him at four uh, and the possibility of nicking Steve Smith out early, that quite excites me, actually. Uh, I, I think that's handed, handed us a little bit of a, uh, just a little bit of a sniff that perhaps we didn't deserve. i much prefer, I'll, I'll be honest, Steve Smith at four for me after love of Shane, any day of the week. Mm, yeah,
2: I, you know, I always listen to the, 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 the cricket commentators, on, you know, and sort of sway my decision uh, on what's right and wrong and what, you know, the selectors might have done, Smitty. And we had Ricky Ponting on last week, and the punter said, no, I would have gone with a, you know, with, a, with an opener um mm. that's 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 good enough for me too so yeah there's there's people are split over here um as to what should have happened with steve smith and that opening position um england and yeah. uh, i don't know if you've caught up with it smitty england and the indian test match uh i've seen i possibly the worst challenge uh in the history of challenges a desperate mm. england challenge where the ball rolled along the ground, it was missing leg stump. If there was was five stumps, it still would have missed uh, probably the fifth stump. Might have just caught it, but boy, um, bad challenge, but an interesting series over there. Well,
3: I I just think they've got carried away, uh, England. And, and, you know, the the best example of where it's gone wrong for them is Joe Root When Joe Root bats like a proper Joe Root, who we've seen over the years, he gets a hundred, he peels off a hundred, a very patient hundred. Um, and, and he probably is, he personifies his approach, personifies the England. When you ask a guy, to, well, you, you give a guy the license and he takes it up just to play any sort of shot from ball one, uh, it's fraught with disaster. And, and, you know, it takes away the unbelievably good quality that Joe Root has it as a test match batsman. When you ask him to play or, or invite him to play in a different way, and, and and some people will say, "Yeah, he's averaged pretty well under Brendan McCullum," but didn't they get the best example of Joe Root in the first innings of this? I, I just there there are there's time to be uh, adventurous, um, but you, you if you're going to put bullheaded uh, alongside of it. Uh, every single day, you're going to come a cropper, and that's exactly what's going to happen there. They're going to come a
0: massive cropper in this test match, lose the series, and then what's left? Yeah. I, I must say, though, let's let's uh, be honest, Basball was not on show in England's second innings. Um, you know, players like um, Joe Root, well, Joe, good, 11 off 34. Um, Johnny Bairstow, 30 yeah. off 42. Ben Fokes came in, just trying to hold up the end. only got 17 off 76. It's hardly, you know, daring sort of numbers, and they still failed. So now they're betwixt. They don't know, you know which way are they going. Bazball's failing for them, and now they, they try and lock up things and, and try and play a steady hand, and that failed as well. And Ashwin just ripped through them and cooked five. Smithy, great talking cricket w- with you. We can't wait for the start of the Test Series. We can't wait yep. for a 2 nil Australia victory. That's what we're hoping for.
3: We're waiting. Four days, first four days sold out, unprecedented in Test cricket in New Zealand for a long, long time. That's the drawing power.
2: Yep, that's good. Cheers, mate.
3: Cheers, Vossie. Good
2: on you, Smitty. Great to talk, mate.
1: And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with Michelle Bishop.
2: pull that together quick yeah. happy birthday Michelle
1: wow thank yeah. you very much 21 today well I wish I, I well, feel 21 anyway congratulations
0: <laughs> I hope you've one had a year good off one the big so one. far
1: 49 Ooh, nice.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Doesn't charlie have a lovely voice,
1: you can say yeah. that. A lovely voice. <laughs> is that what charlie. he's been doing yeah that's charlie for the that's last charlie.
3: three
0: weeks recording yeah. the recording yeah. the birthday song oh just all right I think kill the music kill the music kill yeah. the music um can we start on a real downer first of all um yeah what? injuries necessary time? evil well yeah necessary oh. evil and injuries um when I saw Tom Gilbert who was a terrific fella and I, and oh. I thought he was the Dolphins number one recruit day one and then he got injured in origin and then missed better part of the year that's an ACL is that is that it is that 2024 wiped out as well
1: well, look, you've got to imagine. So um, knee injury this time, and that's obviously months after recovering from season end to shoulder surgery. So uh, really bad luck there for Tom Gilbert. And I will just briefly mention, I've, I saw him a, a couple of times last year, just yeah, out and about uh, out there on the Gold Coast, um, you know, whilst he was injured, still making such an effort to get out and see, you know, kids in schools. Um, you know, as you say, he's been, he's awesome for the game. It's just, it's just horrible luck, Um we're hoping not, not the season, but you know, it looks very much like that. And that of course in the Warriors thirty four twenty two loss uh uh, yeah, very, very frustrating. He was seen uh, clutching and, and, and down for quite some time without that right knee for obvious reasons. Um, well, what else have we got in terms of... Uh, look, I'll start going through some of the games rather than just the injuries. The West Tigers, their performance over the Dragons, 34-18 losers. Their fans should be concerned. And wow, isn't it going to be a long year for Benji Marshall? Uh, uh, there were some, um, you know, sort of good signs in terms of that uh, Lockie Galvin has, has been impressive uh, when he got into the halves. Uh, but as we say, we left that, they left that match um, with more questions than answers. And they've got, obviously, the round one by a bit of time to roll the sleeves up and, and get some things done. But you, you sort of think, wow, it's been a whole pre-season. What has been going on there? On the opposite side of the equation, some better signs for the Dragons yesterday. And I guess one uh, key point here, guys, is uh, there was a, a, a situation there right at the back end with 13 minutes to go that Dean Young had to physically hold Ben Hunt down to get him to not go back on the field uh, to replace Kyle Flanagan, which is an awesome sign of, of someone who obviously wants to stay uh, and wants to play for the club. He you know, copped a fair bit last year. Uh, so obviously, as I say, some positive times there. But maybe uh, there's been a bit of a rib injury to prop Blake Laurie. Not sure uh, how that's sort of you know panning out, but the, the uh, medical staff will be across that. Let's move to the Panthers. They of course lost the World Club Challenge to Wigan um, albeit under some controversial circumstances. Uh, uh, They haven't been able to obviously secure that so that's pretty tough for them. On the opposite side of the equation, Wigan have secured it for a fifth time, equaling the Roosters. Uh, Taylor May obviously was denied that try on the final play, um, which was very frustrating. Uh, The ref uh, ruled a no try. Uh, shout out to some of the Aussies over there as well, though I have to say. Jai Field had a blind blinder, Bevan French, and obviously my nephew, Adam Kieran, can't leave him out. Um, but from that, winger, uh, Suneo Taruba, he limped off the field They're waiting on scans. Um, he's aggravated a right knee injury, so that's uh, a bit of a concern there for the Panthers. Uh, Fiji, Storm beat the, the Knights 28 points to 10 uh, one thing out of that guys which was really interesting to watch uh, uh, Jonah Pezzett, Pezzit, Troy Pezzett's son uh, isn't it like he just showed you know, glimpses of brilliance there but he's obviously stuck behind Cam Munster and he comes off uh, contract on November 1 surely there'd be clubs throwing anything they can at him because uh, he's obviously going to be stuck behind him for quite some time, I mean he gets to step up in origin uh, but just seeing how well he played yesterday, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, he, would he, stay he, at the was, storm?
2: he was very good. Uh, I, I don't well. How does he break through Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster? And they're, mm. they're, they're yeah. on long term deals to you know, you would think to take them sort of into retirement. Yeah, tough fun. They they, uh, they won't be going anywhere. So he might have no. to move, and 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 the job might have been done. His time at the Melbourne Storm and what he's learnt down there can be mm. taken away. I you know I, I think there'll be a club that uh, might be chasing him. Michelle, he might be in a good good position.
1: Yeah, um, we'll just wrap up quickly. The Raiders went down thirty six twenty six to the Cowboys. Cohen Hess, the problem there, he suffered a knee injury. Uh, That's a problem, uh, obviously, for the Cowboys moving forward. And I'll just briefly mention the Parramatta Eels are defeating Titans uh, 26-16. Really good to see Mitchell Moses had the ball on the string, um, obviously, in partnership with Dylan Brown. And the forwards, it was good to see uh, in the heat this time of year, Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard be able to step up the way they did as well. So that's kind of the crux of of the trials across the weekend before we uh, enter the season proper don't know about
0: Parramatta. I don't have them in my eights. Just not sure about um, about the eels bouncing back. I've got, you know, Rabideaus and Cowboys bouncing back, but I don't quite have the eels bouncing back.
1: Yeah, um, consistency for them has been a, a drama for but, a long but time. But watch,
0: watching them yesterday, you know,
2: I, watching, you know, was exciting. again, last year they had Dylan Brown out for seven weeks. Yeah, and, and true, missed Brown. A, Missed a, mm. a big chunk of the, the season where they you know, it was a poor start poor finish the start was close they lost you know they lost a couple of golden point games yeah. uh, to start the season very close yeah. so the, yeah. the Eels, look there's there's I, I think there's 12 or 13 sides that could play finals and i agree just, i, I yeah, agree it's, it, it, it's, I'll, I'll be honest
0: that's a that's a caveat on my top 8 i reckon this was the hardest year ever to mm-hmm. narrow down to an eight um you yeah. know teams like i've got i've got dolphins at 13 and i think they can they could play the finals. Um, so there you go. Now, now I'm a day away from going to Vegas. And over the weekend, the story of American expansion. Oh, did I see a headline, Carl Stefanovic going to throw some coin in or something? Bizarre headlines Guys, I read. It was very... not one of those um, scam uh, headlines, was it? But was Carl <laughs> Stefanovic going to be a financial backer of the American Super League or something along those lines?
1: Well, I actually think... This is possibly quite, um, he switched on, a, a smart move. Very early day, so we can't get too excited. The NRL has absolutely no formal ties with this yet. It's a private consortium. They'll present to the NRL next Saturday. It is gathering support. As you say, uh, Channel 9's Carl Stefanovic. He's put his money where his mouth is, he wants to share. Um, it's been dubbed NRL America. $23 million, a 10-team competition, in the States from 2025. The NRL is obviously keen on having a permanent foothold over there, and and why wouldn't they? It's it's one of the world's biggest sporting markets. Now, when we say a private consortium, um, this is the guy that's leading this up, is Steve Scanlon. He's uh, a British-based businessman. He backed the the likes of Tim Zhu and Jim Horn in their quest to become world champions uh, in the boxing arena. Uh, So he's very well-known in the industry. He met uh, ARLC chairman Peter Volandis a fortnight ago. He's outlined the vision uh, and, and obviously, Melandis knows that this is a niche market. Uh, we're obviously kicking off over there with this double header. It's the first double header of the a, a five-year plan. Um, so that's, that's the extent of that. We did learn also across the weekend that uh, the NRL is asset rich, $250 million, $58.2 million in surplus, $700 million uh, from that revenue last year. Um, they want to, they've got the money to be able to now approach the English Super League to buy them up as well. So with Volandi's in the chair, they want expansion all over the place. They've got that expansion uh, ha- happening, whether it be PNG or not. Um, and I did see some comments which I thought were interesting from Wayne Bennett, guys. And it's it sort of, you're sort of thinking, yeah, all those sports in America, that is massive. But he said when he went over there with the Brisbane Broncos in 1988 uh, to form a relationship with the Denver Broncos, soccer was just a, a little bit of sport just being mentioned. Like soccer is in the round ball game, that football. Um, 40 years on, and yes, it is 40 years, it's taken a long time, it's massive over there now. So, you know, it is. it might not be pie in the sky stuff, we might be onto something. Um, you know, it, it's Ten points for trying, I guess, to expand the game.
2: Mm. You never know, Michelle. Uh, happy birthday! Great report,
0: um, and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit later on. But enjoy your day; you deserve it.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a good one.
0: Michelle Bishop, right there. We are here for Bryden's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's lawyers and have you say. On our top eights, one You could be in the running to be our Club Med Caller of the Week or get on the text at 22 after 7. We can probably get our next guest to buy into this. And, and Brandy, I'll hand it over to you. Um, mm. uh, uh, but, but I will say this. Joey Johns, Matthew Johns, regard this bloke as as good as any player they ever watched. They loved him. Mm. And that's for high praise from a couple of great rugby league judges and players. Yeah, well, well, when I
2: when I arrived in New Zealand, I, I didn't know I'd never heard of Stacey Jones because he was a boy. He was he was only seventeen, um, and I I remember thinking, and I'd watched Brad Fitler make his debut um, five or six years before that in nineteen back end of nineteen eighty nine. But I remember when Stacey played first grade when he came into the side very early in the piece too, very yeah. early in the piece in the the uh, debut year of the Warriors. I said, well. He's as good as any young player I've ever seen. And he went on to mm-hmm. become a New Zealand great. And now he's the coach of the Kiwis and former teammate of mine. And um, I loved him. He was great to, to play with. And uh, he's on the line from from New Zealand. Stacey, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, Brandy. Uh, you're too kind, mate. <laughs> uh, now, do you remember yeah. those
2: days, Stace? Uh, we had a little bar down the end of the road, a little pub. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but we used to go down there. We'd have a few. The boys, the the team, and then you'd sleep on our lounge, and I'd wake you up. Say, "It's we got training <laughs> in the morning." Right, come on. Those they were good days.
4: They were good days. You taught me uh, taught me a lot of stuff, Brandy. Um, not just on the footy field, but off the footy field too. So uh, yeah, we had some uh, some very good times those early days at the Warriors, and and I sort of uh, grew up uh, really quickly, um, hanging around. Um, you know, guys like, like yourself and Gene Namu and Sid Eru, Sean Hoppy was uh, certainly some, uh, some great experience in those early days of the Warriors.
0: Yeah, an amazing career at club level, Stacey. Um, I think it's only appropriate, just sit back for a moment, that we replay your try from the 0-2 grand final. Mars combining with Jones after CU2 You gave them an opportunity Here's Jones into space Jones is inside the
3: ten. Jones scores New Zealand are level New Zealand are level This wonderful halfback Stacey Jones has opened them up Dummies
4: to Labatoot He steps left Steps left again Through the gap Comes to the fullback Phillips He's a good defender Didn't go close to getting him Avoided the ankle tap from Brad Fittler. He's beaten five or six. Punches the air. Well, this is one of the best grand final tries you'll ever see. No one laid a hand on him in the end.
0: There you go. Rab, Sterlo, Fatty, all waxing lyrical about a an amazing grand final moment. Uh, Stacey, from the playing career, and you achieved everything, but you don't have the grand final win. How does that sit with you?
4: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, after... Uh,
0: after that, the try that that
4: was uh, all that we could celebrate really at the Warriors because the Roosters just went to another level. So uh, yeah, pretty disappointing. Um, but uh, that that night, um, you know, a, a really good uh, good year we had that that year, but we couldn't quite finish it off, and um, we just come up against. Uh, the Roosters, Brad Fittler, leading the charge, and they were just too good for us. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, um, we never got another opportunity, or I never got another opportunity to play in a, in a grand final we come close the yeah. following year where Penrith beat us in a semi. But, uh, no, um, uh, that was pretty much it um, as far as, you know, coming close to grand finals. Yeah. Mm, um
2: what was I thinking? I was, I was. Vossie wanted to ask a question. I was just. Well, thinking. I, uh, well, I'll just I, go I was extension. Off more that. more Any about regrets, because
0: Brandy, you yeah. have regrets. I don't know whether you have regrets because you have the premiership in the bag. I'm talking. I, I'm in a position here. I've got two great halfbacks around me. Brandy, opposite, Stacey Jones on the line. Brandy's got the premiership. You don't, Stacey. Is it a big regret, or you, you feel as if you got everything out of your career possible?
4: Oh look, honey, you know, well, I wish I had have had one, and and. You know, there's nothing you can do about it now. You you move on. Uh, and you look back at, at at a at your career and the stuff you're doing. There's there's lots of people that that aren't fortunate to to just play the game. Play the game at the level that I got to play it. And you know there's players out there that have um, gone on done done wonderful things. But um, yeah, I'm just just very happy and fortunate that I got an opportunity to um, to play at this level.
2: Now, one great Kiwi halfback talking about another, and that's Sean Johnson. Um, his year last year, Stace was was incredible, and I and I said, the one thing that I noticed different about Sean Johnson was that he cared more about the result for the team than what he did personally in a game, and I think that that, that was evident the way he kick, chase, tackle the things, the little things that weren't a big part of his game became a big part, which made him a better player. Is has he got another year like that in him this year?
4: Oh, we hope so. Uh look, he's coming to pre-season with a lot of confidence about um knowing his game. And and you're right, Brandy, like he did all the little things that he probably hadn't done in the past or 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 put a put a lot of time and emphasis on it and you know his kicking game um was spot on. He he chased hard, he worked from marker and he got his defensive game Right, the work he did with Andrew Webster and Rich Agar. Rich Agar looks after our edges. Um done a wonderful job with Sean and, and you know, gave him a, a focus that, you know, he really um you know, he really wanted to go after and you know, the first thing he would look at in his game was his defensive game and I'm, I've never really seen that from well, any halfback um in my time as, as a coach and Sean put a lot of time into that and got that right and you know, his attacking flow um came off the back of that. So you know, Sean just had a had a real good um, focus and mindset around you know, wanting to go after things, wanting to go after the little things. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now we got you on to talk about you your new role as the Kiwi coach. That's a it must, you must feel very proud to be the coach of your your national team.
4: Yeah, yeah. I am, Brandy. I'm you know super uh, excited about the opportunity. Very proud, um, and for the for the Kiwi jersey, I um, was very fortunate enough to. To play for the Kiwis in, in the last um, four or five years, working under Michael Maguire as, as uh, one of his assistants, um, you know he's certainly done some wonderful things for for the Kiwi jersey, and, and I've been given an opportunity to to step in and try and continue the, the the really good work that he put in place. He put in some really good foundations around the team, um, the connection that he's that he's built. So I was very fortunate enough to to work under Madge and. You know, this last year, this last eighteen months, working under under Andrew Webster um, has certainly taught me a, a lot of things around around coaching. And if you'd asked me two years ago, would I uh, be coaching New Zealand? I would would say definitely no, uh, not ready. But now I feel I'm ready because of you know working under you know two coaches like Madge and and Webby.
2: Gee, that's good. That's a, that's a good wrap uh, for for both those men, isn't it? So the, what you've learned over the last couple of years with with um, Andrew Webster and Michael Maguire has given you the confidence. Uh, and, you, and you're very modest. You, you said you were lucky enough to play for your country. You, you played for them 46 times. So um, you, you've, you had a pretty good
0: run, Stace. Got lucky a lot of times. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah you got lucky a lot of times. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
3: Oh,
4: look, I love playing for the Kiwis. And, and, and you know, big part of my... Um, Um, what I want to bring to the group well it's already there anyway is understanding you know the culture uh, the connection of of what the past players players have done because I know when I was always in camp with the Kiwis as a a player it was some of the best moments of of my time as a footy player when you get to go on tour or you're playing here at home for your country is something certainly very special so um you know in this group of players right, right now at the moment um certainly really have a strong connection
0: um to our past plans. Stacey, so good to talk with you this morning. A real quick one to finish. Do you wish we played more Australia New Zealand test matches? Like, the Blenderslow Cup is still the Bledderslow Cup, but we just don't... Yeah, in light of the Pacific Championship final, 30-0 result, Australia and New Zealand should play every single year. Can we lock that in, Stacey, under your... Uh, while well, you're the, the man in charge of New Zealand <laughs> Rugby League. Yeah. Well, they're out of my hands, though, those, those decisions, but uh,
4: certainly would love to play play Australia more they are the uh, you know the benchmark of international rugby league and um, yeah we'd certainly love to be able to play them more and play great Britain and, and the the uh, uh, emergence of um, the Pacific Island Nations Tonga, Samoa, Papua New Guinea um, you know was, was outstanding, Fiji so um, the more international footy that can be played um, the better it is for the game I mean the game here in New Zealand is on a on a real high at the moment, um, the Warriors having a having a really good year last year, and and off the back of what the Kiwis did, so um, yeah, the game here in New Zealand's in a good good place at the moment, and um, let's hope that uh, that we can grow it and playing Australia more would would certainly help.
0: Yeah, that, that is a Love to hear thing. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, really looking forward to seeing the Stacey Jones coached Kiwis in action. Uh, Stacey, thank you for your time this morning. It's a great pleasure to have you on the program.
4: No worries. Thanks, Fosse. Cheers, Bradley. Good to chat. Good on your stage.